Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 135 in Edmonton, the best pizza in the city, still making a great Royal Pizza, multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you. Royal Pizza is open during these challenging times. They've got 13 locations in Edmonton. Visit royalpizza.ca for more information. Uh, Royal Pizza for takeout and for delivery. Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza Mediterranean Chicken. So Spec did his list of the five most important goals. I took the break to do mine. Here we go. Uh, McClellan, number one in 84. Gretzky's uh, overtime winner in 88 is number two. Klima for me. The triple overtime uh, to start the series off in, in Boston in 1990 would be number three. Pisani's overtime winner in game five in Carolina in 06 would be number four. And I would put Glenn Anderson, uh, the 3-1 goal that, that sealed it in 87 uh, against Philadelphia. Philly had rallied from 3-1 in that series. The Edmonton Oilers dominated the second and third period, but a, a, a goal with about three minutes left in the game to give the Oilers. Uh, so I picked four cup years for Edmonton plus the Pisani year. Uh, Steve Smith, for me, unbelievable what he was able to overcome uh, after after that, and I'll never blame him for that. Sorry, I can't. You know what? You win as a team, you lose as a team. It was a tough break. Those things happen. To me, that shouldn't be most important goals in a winner's history. Spec, obviously, having some fun with that. Let's bring aboard Cam Moon out of Red Deer. Cam, how are you doing? Doing very well. Thanks for uh, joining us. Just before we get to the Oilers stuff, John Chapman, tell yeah. us, uh, uh, tell tell the listeners about, we, we mentioned Chappie a couple times on today's show. He's a pretty unique character, isn't he? Uh, one in a million, absolute great hockey guy. Uh, I've got to know him fairly well over my time here in Red Deer. He's got a real close association with uh, Brent Sutter, GM and head coach here in Red Deer. But uh, Chappie coached Brent with the Red Deer Rustlers and with the Lethbridge Broncos. Uh, after they won the Centennial Cup here in Red Deer in eight, 1980, Chappie went to Lethbridge to coach the Broncos, and Brent went, and then Randy Moeller. I heard you talking about Randy Moeller from the yep. uh, the big game in 1984. I, yeah, he was part of that that went, uh, and Mike Moeller was already there in Lethbridge. Yeah, he's he's quite a character. The, the story that Brent always tells, and, and one of these days you need to get Brent on to tell the story because it is absolutely epic, and I've heard it from a few different people. 
was the night that uh, it was that season when the Rustlers were playing at Aikens, in Aikensdale against the St. Albert Saints. It was in the first half of the season, and they had a brawl in the warm-up, and the game never even got played. Uh, Brent tells a story that his parents drove in from Viking, and when they pulled into the parking lot in Aikensdale, it was nothing but cop cars. And, and Brent's dad was pissed off because he drove all the way from Viking and they didn't even see a game. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was old school. Uh, Doug Messier was running the St. Albert Saints then. Yeah, yeah it was uh, quite a battle. It was a little bit different world uh, back then, obviously, in junior hockey, not just in major junior, but it, what we then referred to as uh, uh, Tier 2. We were having a conversation the other day. Uh, we got some text about some of the, uh, the tougher guys out of southeast Edmonton uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s that made their way, or mid to late 80s, I guess, made their way to junior hockey. We're talking about Brad Miller and Greg Spenrath, and I get this text from you out of the blue, and you got you got to tell a story because Brad Miller actually, I think, broke tim hunter's ankle once in a fight uh was a he was wow. a he was a pretty good player that was a big hulking man that could back it up yeah he was a monster i, I played against him in minor hockey and uh i it, it would have been his second year peewee my first year peewee and then uh in bantam but then he went on to play in the western league and my first game in the dub first regular season whl game was in Regina, it was against the Pats. Brad Miller had just recently got back from the Buffalo Sabres. He was a Buffalo Sabre draft pick, and he played the first part of the season with the Sabres before coming back to Regina. And it was the first period. I'm, I'm all excited and, and nervous. And, you know, first game in the WHL, um, I, I got to make an impression in a very short period of time. Uh, so I'm hoping to do my best. And in the first period, Brad Miller let one go from the point that, honestly, Bob, it went right through me and i remember thinking oh boy maybe i've bitten off more than i can chew (laughs) it it hurts even more because i kind of i know of him anyway i didn't really know him he was uh he was a south south side guy and as you know i'm a north side hooligan so yeah uh yeah um but i remember him firing that through me and i'm like wow if that's what you know, it's going to be in the Western Hockey League with guys shooting like that. I might be over my head. Does it even resemble at all what when you played to what you see now in, in the league? I mean, it's still physical hockey. The yeah. kids, you know, they, they still hit, uh, but it isn't. I mean, when you played, 15 guys in the team could fight, and two or three kids yep. wouldn't. And today, two or three kids on the team will fight, right? Is that fair? Yeah, at best. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's kind of weeded itself out. I mean, we don't. I and I firmly agree. We don't need to legislate it out. Quite honestly, it has just weeded itself out. But yeah, it's different. It's a faster game now, for sure. Yeah. Um, guys skate better, and uh, equipment's better, and then the sticks are certainly better. Um, it was, but it yeah, it was different. I mean, there was there was less, and at the major junior level, less. Um, involvement from agents, less involvement from parents, less. But of course, there was less connection too. Now with uh, technology, I mean, the players can be very connected with not only what's going on around the league, but uh, with friends and family. You know, back in the in the late '80s and early '90s, I mean, you went away. You went away. <laughs> it wasn't like your your, uh, your parents could follow the games online or anything like that. And and if you're an Edmonton guy back then, I mean, the closest team was was Saskatoon. 
I mean, up until the uh, 86, 87 was the last year of the Calgary Wranglers. So right. that would have been the closest team. But then Calgary uh, moved to Lethbridge to become the Hurricanes. You know, so it's, I don't know, maybe four and a half, five hours to Saskatoon. It's probably about five hours to Lethbridge and probably close to five to Medicine Hat. So, you know, for the Edmonton guys, once you left, you left. So it, you didn't have that same connection. Speaking of it, I've got two more questions. We've got Cam Moon on because, Cam, I want to get uh, Jack Michaels up here to close yep. the show off today. Uh, just a quick one, and, and I know the Rebels were in a little bit of a rebuild. You went with a lot of 16- and 17-year-olds this year. But from what you saw from Edmonton this season, had there been a WHL playoff, uh, you know, could they have won? Oh, yeah, absolutely they could have. I, I thought this year, more so than the last handful of years, this was a little more wide open okay. in that Edmonton was in that category, absolutely. But so was Medicine Hat, so was Lethbridge, so was Prince Albert, so was Kamloops, and so was uh, Portland, so was Everett, so was Spokane. I mean, those, all those teams could have been the team that emerged as a WHL champion. I, I think all of them had legitimate shot, but Edmonton was right in there. I really like the way that team played this year. They played extremely well against Red Deer. And uh, they're going to be good again next year, too, because the, that, they moved their 320s. But everybody moves their 20s on. Um, but there's there's a lot coming back. Very talented team. Fun to watch. All right. I'm gonna, and uh, I don't know if you heard any of the discussion. Spectre did a list uh, on Sportsnet. Top five goals for him are five most important goals in Oilers history. I don't know how he doesn't have Gretzky. Game two, an 88 shorthanded overtime winner against the Flames. Yay or nay, should that be on any top five list for you? Well, it's pretty early in the day for Speck to be drinking. Because, yes, I did hear that. And clearly he's been into the sauce. Because Gretzky's goal in 88, I, that, in a, in a seven-game series, you never know when the turning point's going to be. And it could be in the first game, it could be in the second game, but if the Oilers don't win that game and it's 1-1 coming back, you know, maybe they split the next two in Edmonton, and it's a best of three with two of the three games in Calgary. And you were, I heard you talk about it earlier. Calgary was an unreal team that year. But Gretz gets the uh, shorthanded OT winner. Place goes uh, dead quiet with the exception of the, the handful of Oilers fans. I thought that was a huge turning point of that series. Hey, you know what? We'll uh, do a longer format interview down the road, Cam. Thanks for your time, man. Okay, talk to you later. Yvette, that's Cam Moon, play-by-play voice of the Red Deer Rebels. Brent Rich, Ford, and Wetaska would focus on your health and peace of mind. They're proud to be part of Ford Canada's Built to Lend a Hand program, helping their customers through these difficult times, committed to social responsibility, safety, and supporting their valued clients through flexible financing, online sales and support, and even delivery and mobile service. Find out more as to how Brent Ridge Ford is built to lend a hand by calling one 877 or visiting BrentRidge.com. Go down and see Rich, Uncle Milt, Johnny and the gang out at Brent Ridge, and they'll take care of you. We're going to take... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A 30-second timeout back with Jack Michaels, my play-by-play partner, the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oilers when we return. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We all have our opinions. Uh, Mark doing a list of five most important goals in Oilers history. He did not have that. It's his opinion. He's entitled to it. Most of you disagree with it. That's okay. That's the beauty of the situation. 146 in Edmonton. Uh, did not have the Wayne Gretzky overtime winner game two against the Calgary Flames. 146 at Spring Aboard. Jack Michaels. Jack, I haven't seen you for like a month. How you doing, man? I know. No wonder you're so jolly on this show lately. You've been in a really good mood. I'm starting to take it personally. Well, you probably should. Anyhow, you <laughs> you doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing great. It's funny you brought that up because uh, when I read that article, Bob, I mean, I, he he only has one of my top seven. I mean, that's how subjective this category right. is. Yes. And I've actually got another Gretzky goal that I'd, I'd say, again, and this is the outsider's perspective. This is the difference between maybe growing up in Edmonton and being part of it and really from the outside looking in. I've actually got a Gretzky goal higher than – even the one in 88 against the Flames. Go for it. It's more of a global perspective. When you and I were growing up, what that we had numbers in our heads. O.J. Simpson, 2,003 yards. <laughs> we had, you know, Hank Aaron, 755 home runs. We had Roger Maris, 61 home runs. Sure. There, there were numbers in your heads. And what hockey had going for it, and I think a lot of people, kind of the generation behind us, Bob, have forgotten or they they just don't know but 50 and 50 used to be for me that's the first thing i kind of remember about hockey in terms of you know measuring a great guy it was so rare and so for me as an outsider what announced not only his arrival on the scene and i think he was on sports illustrated very shortly thereafter but the 50 and 39 uh that empty netter I, you know, I just I just remember it as being such a big deal. Holy cow, 50 and 39. And, you know, Bossy went crazy when he got his 50 and 50. But, I mean, Kretzky, 50 and 39, that was just a mammoth goal, at least in terms of announcing not only his, but really the team's arrival. As, as you'll recall, that was the first year. I know they beat Montreal the year before, but the 81-82 season – stamped Edmonton as a as a real contender because they had a great team, uh, one that was upset in the first round by L.A., obviously. Hey, Jack, we probably had about 120 to 135 texts here in the last uh, 20 minutes and speculating. Oh, it's a great We're, argument. I mean, it's, right, and it is. You, you and you know, great you, you know what? The goal, the goal, the goal that you just mentioned there, I would say uh, we, we probably uh, probably 15 to 20 texts have mentioned how can you not have a guy score nine goals in two games to get to 50 and 39 when on, and so so they're they're thinking uh, uh, along the lines of you as well uh, Mark I'll tell you Mark having the Steve Smith in there 
the Steve Smith goal, Mark could be a writer for the World Wrestling uh, WWE because that is that is right out of heel school as to how to how to drive more <laughs> listeners. Like that is actually, you know, that's a very. Uh, I don't want to give him too much. That's a Wiley Fox move on Mister Specter's part. The only the only one that we shared, and, and my top seven was the was the, was the Pisani goal. I had Gretzky eighty one, Gretzky eighty eight. I had uh, Klima in ninety. I was surprised. I, you know, I, I mean, I was stunned by that. I mean, again, maybe it's an outsider, but uh, for me, you know, as I recall, I mean, yeah, I, I, I just felt like Boston was maybe. I thought Boston was the favorite without Gretzky. Again, outsiders' point of view. Everybody, did. everybody did. Jack, yeah, everybody did that year. So. So for me, that claim of goal, I mean, I, I just remember watching it on ESPN, first of all. I mean, that was a mammoth. I mean, I, I'm surprised that, that that didn't make his list. I don't know how many people have mentioned it on your show. And then, you know what? This one was the, – the fifth one was the toughest for me. Uh, and I went slightly Todd Marchant, and it's probably just because I've seen more replays of that goal since I've lived here. So it's kind of a recency bias. But what I remember growing up, uh, a bigger goal, and the one that finally put everything away and basically said – this is going to be a dynasty with Glenn Anderson's goal I'm with you. the Flyers. I'm with you. That's top that, five for me that as well. For, so that was a real tough one for me, and I'm not even sure. That one might be me living here the last 10 years has put that Marchant goal over the Glenn Anderson goal. But in terms of importance, you'd have to say Anderson's was far more important because, you know, obviously Edmonton went out in the next round. Hey, four of uh, four of my top five are from Stanley Cup championship years. McClellan in 84, Gretzky in 88, Klima in 90. I had Anderson fifth in 87. And then, you know, and then... Uh, and then Pisani in 06. We need to, Jack, we need to have some new ones here for the last, uh, uh, for the more recent generation of players. I don't know if we're going to get back at it here uh, anytime soon. I guess we can hope. But you are a watcher of U.S. politics. President Trump seems to be reinforcing on a fairly daily basis. And I don't know if he's got any influence or not, but he definitely seems to want uh, sports back, Jack. Well, that's not the only thing he's reinforcing lately, but uh, I'll digress. Um, I, you know what? I, I'm I'm hopeful uh, in terms of, of you're right. We, we need a, a new generation of goals. I think obvious the obvious one that you and I have called would be the you know would be the uh, day or goal. I mean that that's one that certainly you know sticks out for me. And again, if you were going uh, you know the Specter heel route. I think, uh, you know, the, the controversial game tying goal in, in game five against Anaheim. But you're absolutely right. I was, I was certainly looking forward to, you know, not only some great goals, but maybe uh, a revival of the series that you singled out the other day uh, over Twitter and I'm sure on your show, uh, the 91 revival uh, of, of the Oilers and Flames were heading in that direction. But, yeah. you know, unfortunately, you and I don't know any more than the next guy. And it's just, <laughs> uh, it's hope. I mean, I'm holding out hope, but I can't say that I'm, you know, bubbling over with hope. I, I, I'm holding out hope would be the best way to put it. Uh, I think I reinforce daily that I know less than the next guy, but I digress. Uh, switching focus here, Jack. Now, 
So I've gotten into Mindhunter. I watched uh, both seasons of Mindhunter. I watched all three seasons of Ozark. I watched all three seasons of Narcos. I'm into uh, the end of uh, season number one, Narcos Mexico. Uh, have you gotten into uh, anything here uh, in terms of with your extra time over the last month? Or are you just embarrassing men everywhere out there because of all the attention to detail that you've done around fixing things up around your house and that sort of thing? <laughs> no, no, that would not be me. As you know, I'm mechanically disinclined. Perhaps not to the extent that you are, but pretty close. Hey, keep uh, that you down. And I, you and I are two people that if you left us alone in the woods, I think you and I would give up pretty quickly. Uh, but uh, in any event, I, you know what? I've, I've, I'm actually, I never, for being such a big Seinfeld fan, I never watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. So I'm, I'm plowing my way through that. Uh, Bob, I, I would recommend for you uh, Breaking Bad and its sister, Better Call Saul. I think you'd, I think that show would eventually get your hooks in you, especially Better Call Saul, which I think is the, the best written show on television today. Uh, but outside of that, as you you know know well, uh, you know just trying to keep two teenagers uh, from killing each other, and maybe for me killing them. Uh, that's that's the biggest thing. Trying to establish some form of structure. Uh, where they get up and do their schoolwork and that kind of deal. You mean kids are supposed to do that stuff? <laughs> well, we're trying. I don't know how effective we're doing, but I, I think we're all in the same boat. And you know what, Bob? I, I'm sure you, this thought has crossed your mind more than once. I think the biggest thing is I hope we come out of this, and it's a combination of obviously the pandemic and, yep. and what happened with number 12 in an oiler jersey, but I sure. hope all of us come out of this with a deeper appreciation for for what life can offer in the positive sense because we haven't had much good news lately and uh hopefully better days lie ahead and hopefully we come out of this uh with a renewed appreciation for what we do day to day and i'm not just talking broadcasting i'm just talking generally i i know you and and you're not as much of a people person as I am, but I'm sure you're missing the, the daily interaction and, and getting together with folks. Uh, <laughs> well, you're more of a hermit than I am. I think you can see just, that point. Just because I go up to the bonus room at 3 o'clock each day and don't come out until 1 o'clock in the morning does not mean that I'm a hermit. Jack, thanks for your time. We'll touch base within the next couple of weeks, okay? Appreciate you having me on, Bob. I've really enjoyed listening to your show the last month. You'd be the only one. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> it's one fifty six at Edmonton. Uh, let's do this. Uh, we will tell you that coming up on 6.30 afternoons today, the Federal Minister of Natural Resources, uh, Seamus O'Regan, is going to be joining Jay Lynn, top of the show today. So right as we uh, uh, wrap up here out of Oilers now and then out of a global news weather traffic update with Carrie McCarthy to talk about the government's orphan wells and the cleanup spending as well as answering uh, 630 Chad Nation's text on all things related to Canadian energy. Monday, we're going to have some fun. That's all I'm going to say. Just going to throw that out there. We'll be back at it. Up next, a global, we'll tell you that Reed Wilkins has an hour of inside sports night from 7 to 8 after the global news hour, 6 to 7. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed again with Jalen and 6.32 afternoons. Have a terrific weekend, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.